Luck on Sunday, proudly sponsored by Albasti Ecruel Dubai. Yates and Skelton's boating tours. Skelton and Yates. I'll just leave that with you. <laughs> uh, it all looks so much more prosaic now, doesn't it? Au revoir, Allen. Should he run in the champion hurdle, do you think, in, in this rather opaque year? No. There you are. Easy. No, he's a novice. You only get one chance to run in the novice at the festival, go in the race that you can most likely win, and then step up to the champion hurdle next year if, if, if he's one is novice and proves that he should go that route. Sometimes, though, don't you have to believe and seize the day and you see a weak oh, year and you go? There's no doubt you have to seize the day and you probably will give him an entry in case it cuts up further. But at the moment, I can't see any reason why you would go down that champion hurdle route with that horse. Is there, is there a horse out of left field you, you do want to chuck in there? No, not really. Uh, I agree with Dan. I think that uh, if Envoi Allen were mine that that I would be going the two and a half mile route with him. I think that there were elements in that performance last Sunday. He's well, he's unbeaten in seven tries, isn't he, under rules? Um, I think there are elements in that performance last Sunday where there was uh, a, cu- a couple of novice jumps at hurdles. I'm not sure that I would be inclined to uh, throw him in against into open company over two miles in in the champion hurdle where, where your ability to spend as little time in, in the air and be as, as tidy as you can uh, is at an absolute premium. I, I, I'd definitely stick uh, with with him at this, uh, in in the the Bearing Bingham, is it, the Ballymore? Well, it's the official title is the Bearing Bingham, so you can you can go with Bearing Bingham if you want to. Let's do that. Uh, Dan, has there ever been an example of you chucking a horse into a race like this that you've then subsequently regretted? Not that I can really think of, no, not especially not at this uh, high profile. But it, novices are novices, and it, you stick to novices with them, and and you will hopefully make a career at, for them, and you will be rewarded down the line. It's a good job, Mark Bradstock, train Coney Gree. Well, yes, there is obviously an exception to every rule. <laughs> right, no ah. Uh, would you wear a five-day fez, Dave Yates? I certainly wouldn't, my liege. Uh, I think that, uh, well, uh, I think that. Every race at the Cheltenham Festival should be essential viewing. You might argue, well, mm. is that the case now? Right. Because there are uh, a couple that have crept in that might not be uh, deemed that. And that's not the way I should have started this, because actually the point of this is not to rehash last week's talking points. The point of it, Dan, is to say that Greg Wood uh, wrote a piece in The Guardian this week saying that the Cheltenham management said there were no plans to go five days, even though the chairman is clearly dangling it out there as a bit of a possibility. So there's a few mixed messages coming there's always There's always been a discussion of it. Yeah. And when it becomes five after ten years, will there be a discussion about it being six? Yeah. You know, and if there's six, will it be a discussion about being at seven? When are we going to have Royal Ascot on a Monday? Um, it, there's always room for discussion in all these things. That I, as far as I'm aware, there's no template for a fifth day. Um, certainly, none of the participants have been, you know, asked about a, a fifth day. As, and I'm sure we would be one of the earliest to hear about it. And I actually happen to know that, from a business perspective, it's not quite as as sort of good idea as everyone might think it would be. Well, I, I, I'm led to believe that it took seven years. Um, of changing from three to four days to attract another X number of parti- uh, paying guests. So I, I, I think by going five days, you're gonna, you, you'd find that uh, 
well, the economics suggests that it's going to be very difficult mm. to to at least meet ex well, definitely wouldn't meet expectations, and, and it would be difficult to maintain. What about a well, shunt? That's what about not, that, what then? That's not right because I don't know anything about the, ma the maintenance of, of a potential fifth day. But there isn't there, there isn't going to be one for for, for now. That's for mm. certain. What about a shunt to a Saturday, a Wednesday through Saturday? Um, competing for other sports, I, I wouldn't bother. We got a full we got a full day Friday, haven't we? Yeah, yeah I agree. I agree with that. I, you know, I think that uh, it's. I, I think it's fine as it is. I'm sorry to say something like that because it. it you know, I, I. I think it looks okay. If uh, if you had a penny at the moment for every time you heard the words, we'll go straight to Cheltenham with this horse. You'd be you'd be quite rich. It's that time of year. It's straight to Cheltenham time, isn't it, Dan? Absolutely. Unless you're an enterprising trainer who realises there are a few races between now and Cheltenham, and then there's money to be won. Yeah, and uh, but if your horse has sort of had its flu back, you. Maybe thinking, give him another two weeks. Trials day, um, Betfair hurdle day. Maybe run into Ascot. Mm. You know, not many, not many to have their prep runs at the at the Kempton meeting. It's not that far away. And if you have a stumble, mm. you know, you it's it, it's even closer than you believe. Are you going to send any to the Dublin Racing Festival? No. Why not? Because you got to take on Willie and Gordon and. <laughs> All the rest of them. It's, it's they, they, come over, they come over to us and take yeah, they all do. Our, they, our, they, our booty at the Cheltenham Festival. Isn't it about time we increased Anglo-Irish competition? I, I don't disagree with that, but you've got to take your opportunities. You go give them a hard race there. You've travelled over and back before the Cheltenham Festival. They travel over for the Cheltenham Festival. They give their horses the hardest day at Cheltenham. We don't want to be giving our horses an equally hard day five weeks before the festival. All you trainers, you're so efficient now. You're, you're so good at what you do. I'd almost conjecture from the public point of view, you're too good at what you do. I, I go back through the records of horses who've won races at the Cheltenham Festival in not that long ago, 20 years ago in the 90s, and some of them might have run in March, beginning of March, and then gone and won at Cheltenham. The competition is so high now, and, and a, a, a peak performance can only happen a certain number of times in a horse's life. Forget season. Mm. I, think, I, I fully believe a horse can only peak once properly per year mm. and in a lifetime there will always be a, a, an exceptional high and there might be an average of uh, you know a very high average of, of four or five runs um, unless you're dealing with the super superstars who've got 10% in hand every time they go anyway because they're that good um, you've got to be careful with what you've got Okay. Well, I've been. I feel like I've firmly been put back in my box on that one. But at least <laughs> I, I mean, I'd love to run them more. Yeah. I'd love to run them in all the races and get all the prize money and everything else. But the more you run them, you deteriorate in your chance of winning more. Don Poli. I'll come to you in a minute because he's sort of yours, but not quite. But on the point of the horse, Dave, uh, it could be that he's back at Cheltenham and winning again. Boo is is my reaction to seeing these uh, high profile horses and high profile owners in the point to point fields graduating to hunter chases, and I think that I, I, I'm, I don't like it when pundits take a platform and point out something that's wrong without. Uh, offering a solution, and I'm afraid I can't do that. But I would like the rule makers. I mean, like I'm a relative newcomer to point-to-point -point racing. I think I went to my first one five or six years ago, and I love it. It's yeah. it's a fantastic afternoon out. Genuine heroes who are who are racing horses for about two, three hundred quid. It's it, and if you if you haven't been, I urge you to go. It, it, it's brilliant. But. It would, nothing would deflate me more than taking my dear old plodder to a point, a point uh, to find some, you know, 
Andy Stewart beast or something up against me that was once, you well, know, a, a, a winner off a mark in the in the, in the mid fifty one fifty. Well, there are some people who would respectfully say that Don Polly was a dear old plodder, but he was a very high class yeah, one. A pretty now. high class. Yeah, he was. One. He's a pretty Darren, good horse. Obviously, Darren sent us his horses, and I said to him, "These are the rules. You're perfectly within the rules to do this." He sent him to Nick. He lives. That's Nick Pierce. Nick who Pierce. Works for you. Yeah. yeah. He lives at my house. He lives in a pen with Workbench, uh, another mm. pointer pointer. Who? So the the two amateur lads we've got there, they ride them. Mm-hmm. So um, Tristan obviously uh, has ridden Don Poli, and we've got a young lad called Murray who rides Workbench. They ride them out in their lunch times or before work. Um, it's a completely amateur setup. Don't don't be mistaken that they are doing it in their time. Don Poli's got a, an indent in his rib. Mm-hmm. I didn't know he had that until I passed him the other day when I was going back home. That's how, like, people might think, oh, you've got something to do with it. Well, I can assure you now I do not. And that horse is going to go to the Cheltenham Festival. I feel he's got a chance because as an outsider looking in, he's clearly, in, like, got a new lease of life by, by going in point to point. Mm-hmm. Your point about turning up with a dear old warrior to go and have a bit of fun, <laughs> that... Don Poli ran in a five-runner race yesterday. Without him, there'd have been four and one finisher. Mm. These point-to-points need supporting. They'd love to see that Don Poli up there. They're taking pictures with him, selfies, all the families going up to pat him and everything else. They love it. But would, might not a few more have run if Don Poli hadn't I been there? I think there was 11 no, entries I, I total. I think not. Okay. 11 entries total. And by the, way, by the way, if you're doing it as an amateur sport, yeah. you obviously want to win because you're a competitor. But... If Don Poli beats you, it, it, it's disappointing if you're second. But mm. if you're third and fourth, you get another day in the sun. Is that yeah. acceptable comment? Well, it's an acceptable comment. Uh, personally, I, I would like to see the uh, a change in the rule. Uh, you know, if I went out to play on Hackney Marshes on a Sunday morning, if I looked across the halfway line and saw Lionel Messi facing you me, tell I all think, your mates in the I pub think, you played with Lionel Messi. Exactly. I think I'd want to go. Uh, he'd tell all his mates, <laughs> wouldn't he? I skinned him. <laughs> it's like all the, it's like it's like all the all the uh, racing guys who fancy themselves as first class cricketers telling you about the time they faced Mikey Holding, etc., etc. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. If the okay. rules change, it will change. But while it, whilst it doesn't, whilst it's not, it's well within the rules. Uh, Bet365 streaming. This is to do with football, Dave. And this is the deal that they have cut with the Football Association, which has been criticised by MPs, including Tracy Crouch and others, for promoting gambling. Yeah, I mean, this is, uh, this is a, a story that isn't immediately uh, linked to horse racing, but it certainly has it sort of is. ramifications... Mm. Uh, for the sport, uh, 23 third round FA Cup third round matches uh, were shown uh, via the Bet365 app or, or available via the Bet365 app. Um, this was a deal that was signed in, uh, I think it was for the 2018-19 season. Um, Nicky Morgan, who's uh, the culture secretary, Baroness Morgan. Baroness Morgan perceived which way the political wind is blowing and totally out of character chose her uh, to align with it. Um, the the point is that it's obviously that the, the government attitude towards gambling is changing and that it's perceived that rather than just being a fun activity that doesn't hurt anybody, that it, mm. there is a, a link between gambling and mental health issues mm-hmm. and uh, I think as a result now I think Bet365 have opened that you don't have to have a bet uh, to watch 
uh, ra- uh, to watch matches in the future. But in a wider sense, and for horse racing, that the the clouds are gathering. I think that the, the perception of bookmakers and their business is a much more negative one. It's going to be regulated more stringently, and that will ultimately very likely hit racing in the pocket. Worry, Dan? You were talking about bookmaking and racing being intrinsically linked. Of course they are. Racing yeah, they are. On, on I mean, this, is, this is above my pay grade and real understanding, but that mental health link is a big talking point nationally, socially, and I think that caution must be exercised at all points. Let's talk about Robbie Downey, because Robbie will be joining me very shortly. He's waiting outside. He'll be coming in here after the break. It's been a pretty difficult six months for him, Dave, whichever way you look at it. Yes, it has. Uh, I'm not uh, privy to the the details of this case. Robbie will uh, explain them. I I must admit, I I, I bow to nobody in my admiration of of Paul Struthers as the Professional Jockeys Association chief. Um, If I liken him to the late Bob Crow. Uh, I mean that in a in a totally positive uh, sense. Uh, how any union would want to be represented by uh, a bulldog like uh, the late Bob Crow. In this instance, uh, obviously the 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 reciprocity that exists between racing nations and major racing nations is extremely important. And France, after Ireland, is our closest. Uh, racing horse racing partner. Mm. So, in that sense, it's not surprising that the, the BHA are standing with France Gallo in, uh, in 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 upholding the ban. What is strange, and and Robbie will, I, I hope, be able to tell us more about this, is the way that the the BHA's attitude seemed to change very very close uh, to uh, the the. Um, the hearing. The hearing, yes. Uh, where they intimated that they would either support or be neutral uh, and then went the other way. Yes, they then advanced a case opposing the licence application and the lack of reciprocity, having taken counsel the Monday previously and having given Paul Struthers and the PGA the impression that they would be, at worst, neutral and not express a view one way or the other, which is... I think the BHA understands the PJA's frustration, but if you take counsel and counsel says you, you've got to do this, I guess you've got to, you've got to go that way. But I, I think, I think it's very, very hard on Robbie. Yeah, it is, and I mean, in that sense, would the would the PJA would Robbie Downey not have a legit, legitimate expectation that they would know in in reasonable time what the BHA's position would be, rather than on the eve of the hearing being told, well, this is what counsel have told us to do, and this is. Uh, so we're going we're gonna to switch, switch sides. Robbie Downey coming up. For the moment, gentlemen, I know you're going to both join us later on. Thank you very much. Those were this week's talking points, or some of them anyway. Luck on Sunday. Proudly sponsored by Albastiet Cruel Dubai.